friends, when manifesting first became a thing, I thought it was absurd. I read The Secret and I was just like, what in the hell? What are you talking about? Um, but I always believed in self-fulfilling prophecies for some reason when something uh, bad was going on or somebody was very negative and then they had a negative situation in their life. They'd be like, well, that's a, he created a self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, they're literally almost the same thing, only with different planned outcomes. That's what I want to talk about today. Welcome to Badass Midlife, a podcast for women in midlife where we talk about past hangups, regrets, guilt, and how the ups and downs have made us into the resilient women we are today. We talk about what to let go of, how to move on, and how to do your midlife like a badass. Enjoy the show. Hey friends, if you haven't done so yet, please join us in the Badass Midlife Podcast Facebook group. It's really a great way for us to connect and learn more about each other. And I'm all about learning more about you guys. So I hope to see you there. Hey friends, happy Tuesday. Hope everybody is having a wonderful day. Today I want to talk about manifesting and how this has kind of made full made for a full circle for me. Um, and I think probably for you guys too, if you think about it, when it first became a thing, I just, I really felt like it was kind of a bunch of crap. Like I just thought, what, what do you mean I can just start thinking and, you know, uh, being very positive and putting only positive energy around something like just the sound of it was just absurd. I just thought that's ridiculous. Like, how does that actually change things? But for some reason I could 100% believe in a self-fulfilling prophecy, which again, I've talked about my whole life in various different areas and different times of my life, things like that have happened. And I just thought to myself, what is the difference? There really isn't a difference. So I don't know if you've heard that the Field of Dreams um, baseball field where they filmed that movie, they're actually gonna have a game there. It made me think of the line in the movie if you build it, he will come. The idea was that he uh, was hearing this um, sort of this motivation from this voice and it was inspiring him to go ahead and do something and take a chance and put his energy around it and believe it and that if he did do that, it could happen. Now that says really kind of a flawed argument in business but actually that line has come to mean in business and pretty much anywhere in life that if you have a dream and you put forward some really positive effort and inspired action it can become a reality well doesn't that sound familiar so then contrast that with this. There's been times in my life when I think I am a psychic. Not in a good way either. There's been times that I think a negative thought or something self-defeating where I have doubt around something that I'm going to be able to do or to be able to accomplish. And I just keep rolling with this doubt, you know, have it just consume me. I'm wrestling with it. I'm, it's just swirling all around. And then boom, 
that thing that I feared actually does happen. I'm living in it. I'm mired in that negative point. That's being a psychic, right? Mm, That's what I thought. So those things are not only frustrating, but they can be kind of saddening. So feeling doubt around something and then having that doubt turn into something that's true, that can really hurt. But worse than that, it creates this kind of, I knew it, I knew that was going to happen, thinking that maybe it's happened to you guys as well, that paralyzes you and it just keeps you kind of stuck. Because in your mind now, you have made the story and you are living your life as if that story is already true. But you know what? I've learned a lot and now I know that manifesting and self-fulfilling prophecies are real and there are a lot of examples in life and it's so key to understanding how you can do better every single day with just the manipulation and usage of these theories. So first, the definition, this is a little bit of a complicated definition, but I'm going to give you the complicated one by Robert Merton and then the simple one. So the complicated one says a self-fulfilling prophecy is in the beginning, a false definition of the situation, which evokes a new behavior, which makes the originally false conception come true. So the validity of the self-fulfilling prophecy perpetuates a reign of error. Super cool, complex, but super cool, right? So more simply put, a self-fulfilling prophecy is a belief or expectation that an individual holds about a future event that manifests because the individual holds that belief. So that sounds like manifesting to me but we never really think of it that way. Whenever something great would happen and we were just like, oh my gosh, I hope this happens. And then it does, we're like, that was a self-fulfilling prophecy. No, we just used to say that was a dream come true or that was an answer to a prayer, which I believe is what actually what manifesting is. We never think of self-fulfilling prophecies in a positive light, at least I haven't. But they manifest themselves, no pun intended, in our everyday lives. Here are some different ways. Self-doubt, number one, is the beginning of the self-fulfilling prophecy on the negative side. So if you live your life doubting yourself and your abilities, there is a really good chance that you are working toward making those exact doubts become the truth. We all do it. So it's made up of these exaggerated negative thoughts that we have about ourselves. And then we kind of hear them as a little voice. And it can be so convincing. So much that when we let that sink in, there is a really good chance that it's going to keep us from going forward with whatever it is we were thinking about doing. And even if we do go ahead, 
we will be so reluctant and apprehensive unfriendly we might even be a little bit agitated because we are in doubt we are working in doubt that we're going to cause the people around us to form an opinion that then is consistent with the original self-doubt that we had so we have this doubt we go into the situation acting in a certain way a little bit fussy uh, making ourselves not open to the positive People around us will see that and then what? They're creating their belief around that because of the way we are acting and going into it. That is just so frustrating, right? The key is to not let those thoughts that you have convince you of anything. Don't let them convince you that you are not capable, that you're not worthy, or that somehow you of all people just don't belong everyone else belongs but you don't belong that's not true everybody has doubt everybody has had those moments where they didn't feel great they didn't feel self-assured that's okay we all have that even those people that we consider to be the biggest success stories have felt insecure or struggled with confidence at one time or another Having some self-doubt is okay. In fact, you should expect it. You just have to be super slow to buy into what it is working hard to tell you. Don't just jump on it. Just, you know, if you feel or hearing a message that's like, you're not going to be able to do that. Why do you think you're going to do that? Who are you to do that? You don't know how to do that. Just don't be so quick to jump on that and believe it. The first step in crushing self-doubt that is going to lead to a self-fulfilling prophecy is asking yourself, is this thought I'm having true or is it just a dumb thought? Because you know what? It could just be a dumb thought. Most of the time when we have doubt around something, if we say to ourselves, is that true? Do we know it 100% to be true? Factually true? Or is it just a thought, a story we've created about how other people see us or what they think about us? You know, I talk a lot about how you wake up some days and you're doing something, you're like, and I don't care, I'm just going to do it and they can whatever. And you're like, well, who's they? Nobody has even said anything, but you've created this story in your mind that you're already having to battle people over something you're doing do you do you because you're creating a story there that you need to detach from so first step in crushing the self-doubt is this factually true do i know this to be a hundred percent true Another area is a vicious cycle. It even sounds terrifying. So this cycle creates kind of convoluted thinking on anything from work to our relationships, and it has an impact on our self-esteem. So when we think of a vicious cycle, we think of a series of negative or little, you know, annoyances or things that happen in a series, right? And it leads us to be kind of anxious. Sometimes we can even get depressed. So these reactions just kind of 
escalate and they build on themselves. We just allow it to kind of snowball and then that becomes the vicious cycle. So let's say that you're insecure about yourself and your ability to do a job at work and that you're working on a project and you just are very insecure about it and you doubt your ability to do it. Well, you're already going into it with a mindset that you're not going to be super successful. So you may not put in the extra effort that is needed to do it better. You may not work harder to do it better because you have made up your mind to that certain point. So that lack of effort is picked up on. And then that's going to lead to negative feedback that you'll undoubtedly get, which will then confirm the belief that your work is subpar which is where we started. Or let's say that you believe that your friends, they just leave you out. Maybe what you're doing is you're inadvertently kind of removing yourself from certain conversations to protect yourself from what you deem to be likely to happen, right? So you're thinking they always leave me out, but then you are a little bit scooting away from the opportunity to actually be included because you've halfway made up your mind that they're going to leave you up, that it's likely to happen. So why am I even going to bother? It'll feel really awkward if I, you know, kind of get into that loop when I already know they don't want to invite me. So what happens is this makes them feel awkward about including you and possibly deciding not to. And then once you are proven right, it's easy to see how this can snowball into self-doubt and becoming sad. So a vicious cycle is another way that we do a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's just, it's torture. The cycle, again, looks like you have a belief about yourself. Those beliefs influence how you act in a situation toward others or in whatever environment you're in. The actions that you take impact others' beliefs about you. So how you behave, how you uh, have a conversation, whatever you're bringing out of your thoughts and into the world, those actions impact their beliefs about you. And then they're going to act in a way that's consistent with how they see you acting, which is then going to reinforce, again, the original negative beliefs that you have. It's awful. (laughs) I think about that and I recognize it in my own life and in my kids' lives. And I think over the years, just like when they were in middle school and things would happen, you know, one negative thing would happen and then that would be the defining moment of all other things after that. And no matter how much you would be like, oh, that's not it. That They don't feel that way. That was that one time, you know. But they've already, at a young age, made the determination that this is what's going to happen. I already know. I've made this to be true. So therefore, I'm going to act kind of awkward. And then they're going to look and they're going to make a decision that I'm awkward. And then they're not going to invite. And that's how it all goes. And when you think about it in those very simplistic terms, it's kind of painful, you know, because you think, oh, my gosh, I started that. 
you're the person that starts with that negative belief or that feeling about yourself that you don't like. You are the one that puts that situation, that energy out into the world and you behave accordingly, which causes people to act in a way that then confirms it. It's just, it's so sad, but it's controllable, right? Now that we know, now that we better understand it, we can watch out for those beliefs. We can actually stop, like I said, in the self-doubt part and say, is this factually true? Before you go on and start rolling that little snowball into a gigantic one. Self-fulfilling prophecies also happen in relationships as if relationships are not hard enough. So now you're going to add in a self-fulfilling prophecy and things become even more complicated. So maybe you have been guilty of this a time or two. I know I have. Um, this is a hard one because this could be with a significant other or a friend. If you have a question or some kind of doubt, it's going to show up immediately in your behavior toward them. And if it's somebody you're very close to, of course, they're going to see it. They're going to recognize it. And you can see how easy that sets in motion their response to what they're seeing because now they want to be reacting to what you're doing. So whatever doubt that is showing up for you on your face or in your actions, they're responding to it in a way that is consistent with what you're saying. So if you say in your mind, you don't ever help me and you're giving off this vibe that you are unhelpable and that you don't want help, what do you think they're going to do? They're probably going to just eat, you know, start to tiptoe away, which is going to confirm your idea that they never want to help you. It's a very simplistic example, but again, that is the prophecy in action in relationships. In a nutshell, your assumptions and actions are, are influenced or have influenced their behavior, which is going to be the absolute seeding for the breakdown of your communication. The things that you assumed influenced their behavior, and now you're not going to be able to have a good conversation. And once again... It started with you. And how many times in this situation are we like blaming the other person when it starts with you? I'm not saying every time. We're talking about self-fulfilling prophecies here. So I'm talking about the specific example of when you have a certain thought or belief. Check yourself. Because you could be making the story which is going to set the whole drama in motion. The placebo effect is another terrific example, right, of the things that we can tell ourselves to be true when they are absolutely not true. Very common, very common self-fulfilling prophecy in psychology is the placebo effect in medicine. So, but you can think of this as a really powerful tool for your life. Let's say that, let's use a medical example, right? Let's say you have a terrible headache and you just want to lie down. 
thinking about the headache and creating the story about how you're going to have this headache all day. Now, we all know people like this. I'm sure you do. They have a headache. I need it to be dark. I need to lay down. Not a migraine because I'm not being, you know, unsympathetic. I'm just saying headache or whatever. You're feeling under the weather. You just want to lie down. You just, you're just going to have this all day. You're probably going to be sick all day. You're probably not going to be able to go to something tomorrow. Well, okay, but you're really like putting a nice little runway out there. And creating a situation that's lasting longer than it would if you would take a different approach. What if you said to yourself, I have a headache right now. I feel kind of shitty. I'm going to lay down for 20 minutes. But then I think that usually if I drink some water and go get some fresh air a little bit, maybe a little vitamin D, I think that that's going to work. And then this will just be like, you know, an hour from now, I'm going to feel a ton better. Might need a little Excedrin. Boom. It's, it's you, right? We have that control. And when they do a placebo study, or when you hear of people that have diseases that are supposed to be uh, terminal, and then people fight them, and there's not really an explanation, we see the power of our mind. We see that there's power in thinking that this little pill is going to make me feel better to the point that it makes me feel better even when it's just made of sugar. So we know that we can convince ourselves of outcomes. We can actually decide how something is going to be. So if you believe it, and you act as if it's already going to be so, you can likely make it to be so. Here's the good news about self-fulfilling prophecies, self-doubt, the things that we say, like, you know, these are things that we set into motion, right? Think about manifesting. Let's turn this now over to manifesting. All that is is nothing more than just weeding out any opposing beliefs around an outcome. It is the prophecy of being positive. So if you want to have more money, you need to work around eliminating the negative thoughts that you have about money and wealth. If your idea about money is that you'll never have it, you need to get rid of that. If your idea about money is that wealthy people are assholes, you need to get rid of that too because clearly you're not. You need to get rid of all of the negative stuff. If money is just for certain people, if money is just for extroverts, if money is just for people that own a business, whatever it is, creative people, all of those stories, you have to separate and eliminate those negative stories and thoughts from what it is that you are looking to do. If you begin to behave, let's say in the money example, like you have more money, rather than thinking that you're never going to have enough money, and then you just build on the idea that I'm going to I'm going to do this because I I feel like I have the money to do this responsibly and it's going to be okay because I have a great job 
and I'm working on this other thing and it's all going to work out. It's all going to work out. Instead of being like, I can't. No, I can't. I better not. I can't. You may think to yourself, I better not or I can't. And maybe it makes sense to you in that moment. But don't live there. Think to yourself, "Mm, you know what? I think right now it would feel better if I just did this part because that's going to help me take care of this other thing. And then by next month and I then I'll be able to do this other thing and that's going to make me feel a lot better put the positive spin it's true it's how you behave how you view the situation the lens rose-colored glasses again another another like old expression of how you view things that are exactly the same, but it's how you tell the story and how you see them. So my belief now is that I do believe in manifestation. I do believe that you can do a self-fulfilling prophecy for negative and positive. I think that when people are in a negative rut, that they have created that much themselves very much themselves not all of it some things again people you know what i'm talking about some things you can't help and if if that's that then you know what i mean but i'm not i'm guilty of this too so i'm not preaching over here when i get into a negative funk whether it be about my weight whether it be about i don't where i live i don't want to you know whatever it is i do that i'm the one that does that and it just continues a little bit of a cycle of negativity. So for me, the most important thing to do is to remember that I have control. I have control. I can turn my thought around this. This isn't my fate. This might be something right now, but this isn't my permanent fate. And so Thinking of it that way just doesn't, it doesn't feel hopeless. But instead, I can believe that something is going to be great. It's going to be great. And I am on the track of it being great. And that's what I want you to do. Because these thoughts can lead to good outcomes. Manifesting is, it's true. To me, it's prayer. Whatever you want to call it. It's belief that what you need you have within you and that you can get it so believing that it's going to be great and that it's in the works and you may not see it but it's there that's good that's giving it positive energy and then you will take actions and live your life that are consistent with that positive belief and you're going to create great momentum And with great momentum and questioning, right, is this factually true? And then taking out the negative beliefs as much as you can, you can definitely influence the outcome in a really, really good way. So whatever you choose to name it, whether you want to say, I'm doing a self-fulfilling prophecy, I'm doing prayer, I'm manifesting, whatever you want, whatever you want to name it, it boils down to that. Your thoughts, how you name things, the story that you tell, influence your beliefs, 
which have a profound effect on how you act and how you can move toward your goal. So good or bad, it seems like a lot of the things that we uh, complain about, we have a lot more control over than we think. So friends, that's all I have for you today. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you next time.